You can talk to us here at Parababble. You know, I've never seen that movie. <gasps> oh my god. Are you kidding? I, we should put a disclaimer that, you know, the younger generation here might not know. Uh, You've really this. never seen the Holy, my, my, my Papa's Holy Grail. You've never seen it. Never seen I can't it. even get the words out because I'm flabbergasted <laughs> that you have never seen this movie. I shall taunt you a second time. You've never seen never We Are seen the Knights Who Say Me? Mm-mm. You've never seen The Black Knight? It's merely a flesh wound. Merely a flesh wound? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god. Well, don't I, say I don't... Spanish Inquisition. Is that my homework? Yes! Yes. It's like the funniest movie ever created. If you can handle some British humor. Okay. Oh you're my in. god. I'll work on it. All Send right. your hate mail to parabattlepodcast at gmail.com. Starting it off right. Hate mail. We don't even get no love. I love it. Why don't we ever get any love? Well, hate mail is just as good. We're getting a response one way or another. Yeah, but we don't even get that. Oh, yeah, we do all the time. Oh, yeah, that's right. I try to try to put it out of my mind. It's like you know when you get bad reviews on TripAdvisor. Mm. Oh, <laughs> you get a lot look of bad at, reviews on TripAdvisor. What, did you did you go looking for the Holy Grail? And TripAdvisor just didn't come to, to greet you there. <laughs> <laughs> Tripping all over these words because uh-huh. I'm trying to think of some more lines. We've been drinking. We've been drinking out of the Holy Grail. I wonder if you have a haunted brave, brave hotel. Robin, he bravely mm-hmm. ran away. <laughs> If you have a haunted hotel, yes. can someone give you a poor review on TripAdvisor if your hotel was not haunted when they went there for an investigation? No. Because in scientifically based, it does not prove that hauntings actually happen. There's some a-hole could still leave a bad review. Oh, I'm not saying that they can't, but they there's definitely, they'll say, hauntings? 
<laughs> I only want to go to a place if they claim that they have the Holy Grail. Well, there's a barber shop that we know of. Right, Jeff? Right, Allison? Yeah, we all know of, about this barbershop. shop. Couple of places. Why are we even talking about the Holy Grail? Who cares, right? It's a topic. I but I do want to bring something up though. Since Allison and I seem to go back and forth on what might deem some of the religious backgrounds in different areas in mm-hmm. this parable, mm-hmm. we are kind of stepping into that water again with the Holy Grail. Yeah, just saying. I was surprised that when I think you threw the topic out there, didn't well, you? Well, because I like I like quests. Oh, it's definitely a quest. And treasure hunts, and I like mysteries that have yet to be solved. And this is one of them. Yep, and I do think that it's interesting. <laughs> There's a mystery. Rod can't balance the pen on his nose. Are we boring you already? <laughs> yep. Mm. So <laughs> sending the Spanish Inquisition. It seemed like a good thing to do at the time. <laughs> Don't make me go and. Buy you a shrubbery. I don't know what shrubbery. shrubbery. One that looks nice. Not too expensive. I have no you idea. Know. I have no idea. They already have a holy grail. <laughs> Alright, so today's topic, holy grails. Do we know what they're all about? Uh, what is a holy grail? What is this thing that we're every searching time we say for? Holy grail, do we have to go, ah. <laughs> you know, before before today when I did this research. I thought the Holy Grail was the thing in Indiana Jones was, that melted the I Nazi spaces. I knew you were just going to say that. <laughs> He's so dumb. Holy Grail was probably Jay-Z's best album. He had Rick Ross on there. They had Justin Timberlake and Beyonce was there. And that, let me tell you, that got overlooked in the Grammys in the rap section. I was very upset. That's the Holy Grail, right? No, now I don't know what you're talking about. Jay-Z? You ever heard of him? Indiana Jones. No, it's not Indiana. That's not what that has. Nothing to do with that. I know. That, that was the Ark of the Covenant. No. Which I learned today. Yes. Holy oh. Grail was in the third Indiana Jones Yes, movie. when he drinks out of the chalice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't Jay-Z's album. I don't know. It could have been, too. Well, the Holy Grail could be a lot of things. It could be a big-ass mystery. It could be anything from a cup to a bowl to a boat to... A, there's a whole slew of things that could a be boat? the Holy See, Grail. Most, most articles that I researched were just like the, the bowl, the plate, and the cup. Well... We can get into some of those things if you want to talk about it, but mm-hmm. how long have people been looking for the Holy Grail? 1200s? Yeah. Somewhere around there. 11, 1190. Um, basically, for any of those who don't have any idea about the Holy Grail, it was uh, the artifacts, we call it artifacts now, that supposedly was used at the Last Supper by Jesus. and It's a holy relic. It's a holy relic if you want to go there. So people have been travel on the planet to find this thing and some believe it's not real if you don't believe in jesus or the religious basis on this they say it's not real um it's not even really mentioned in the bible you know everyone sees that everyone has probably seen a picture some point in their life growing up with uh jesus and sitting at the table and he's spilling the wine and doing all that craziness before he takes the big one um they've been looking for that stuff forever in a year and no one has been able to come up with a reasonable answer as to where it went, who had their hands on it. There's many possibilities. You know, we can go Templar, we can go to certain priests with no names that ended up having it at churches. The Nazis. Nazis were another one. It ties into your Indiana Jones, Rob. Yep. Damn Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is what this show is going to be about. Um, the look for the, the Holy Grail. 
and what it means if someone finds it because that would have like all kinds of biblical yeah proportions. and they, they have found stuff you know they, well, they found what they think is Noah's ark right i mean they true. have found things that you know could... but the holy grail's been found too well maybe maybe what has not it? No, people, people have said they've found that they found yeah. the artifacts, and then the search is over because look, I got it, and the search is over. <laughs> you with me all the time. You gotta pay royalties for that. Don't sing. Maybe, no. maybe the uh, <laughs> maybe the Holy Grail is inside all of us. We are the Holy Grail. <laughs> Our cup hath run over. Well, isn't that a whole theory too? That like the blood, the blood of Christ. Yes, yes. And, you know. They did do it for drink, but when he was crucified, they also collected the blood in, in the grail, in the cup. And, you know, where did that go to? That's, like, really unsanitary. That's all I'm going to say. Well, they said they had the cross, too. Well, that's in a, a different area with blood stains on it still, and it's hidden away. Right. So, if that's a possibility, why isn't the cup the bowl? Yeah. You know, with it. I just thought they were breaking bread and, you know, doing wine, but I guess there's some fish there too. All kinds of stuff. All right, so, sure. so how do we want to lead into do this? Do we want to talk about where it could be found or what it could possibly be first? What do you guys think is a better way to start this conversation? Well, we can give a, we, I know we all did some research here and it's, you know, the first common question I think anyone ask, well, where would it be? Where are some of the places they think that this, this art of holy relic might be hanging out. Well, we found we found ten of them. We all did. So should we just go back and forth and list off these ten possible and chatter on it? Ten possible resting places. And babble about it. Number ten. I like this one. I don't know how to pronounce it. A coquik. A coquik. A coquik. Maryland. Maryland. It's a barber shop. That's where the Holy Grail is. Problem Why solved. Not? Why not? Who who got a web crawler good enough to get, you know, they could put that right up there in the listing. Oh, I got a great idea, man. You want to get this business hopping? <laughs> so, yeah, they're saying this place is hanging out there. That uh, The area claimed that the Jesuit priest stowed away on a, a board Captain John Smith's ship. And as he sailed up the Potomac River sometime around 1606-07... And that this priest had ties all the way back to the Knights of Templar. They always somehow get it back to the Templar. I know. But um, the legend states that he had the Grail for years in England and Europe, possibly taken from number taken from number seven when treasure seekers started looking for Arthur's grave. Who's Arthur? King, King Arthur. Arthur. Thank you. Somehow the Grail passed down to the nameless priest. Like I said before, people just ended up with it. Who fled from the in what is that? Uh, fled from the environs. Environs. Sure. Were a few people who would who would care about the Grail. Its location of in the barber shop slash building area is not known. So basically, somebody nameless. Oh, Rob's got a question. Basically, a priest with no name. We need a sound effect for whenever I have a question because every time I raise my hand, people can't see that. Well, it's all because we're in different we're in different studio yeah. locations. No, but I mean, like people, I don't know that oh. are listening. We do need a sound effect for that. Yeah, <clears throat> we do need a sound. Something effect. like that, a little throat clearing. Yeah, 
Anyway, my question. What was my question? Okay, so the grill, yeah. I don't even remember my question. Well, oh, I know. King Arthur. Wasn't he fake? What? Wasn't Are he, like, not real? Excalibur and told him he was going to rule and he was going to be king. Well, he pulled it from the stone. <laughs> there might be a different version wizard. out there, Hollywood's version. Oh. He's a wizard. The he came out of the no. water. No. 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 So, yeah, King Arthur is a real. He really was a real king, maybe. Ish. Yeah. Ish. For the most part. So. Okay, so that's one of the places that we were dabbling around the barber shop in the middle of nowhere via King Arthur. I feel like you need an Excalibur sword sound every time you want to... I like the Gillette sound. Alright, so that's number. That's one of them, right? Where's, where's another place that we might find this? Uh, one of my most favoritists. Ooh, mine too. Don't you love when we agree on stuff? Mm-hmm. I know, there's like no conflict and it's like... Everyone, everyone, it's like Kumbaya moment. <laughs> you can hear the angels singing. Here we go. <laughs> There's no angels. No. Uh, I, really, uh, I really love the show from this place. I love so. it. I think uh, they're onto something, and I know there's a lot of haters on this sh- that like hate this show because they think it's just a, just a bullshit money grab, but Ugh. there are a lot of people soaking money into this. What is the name of that show? I have no idea. What are you talking about? It's The Curse of Oak Island. Curse of Oka. What is that? Oh, oh my Lord. god. Twice in the same show? Monty Python. You have not seen that show. <coughs> no. I it's on Discovery. It. It's been like, what, two seasons now? Three seasons? Oh, we're going into five. 
So this like these two brothers are <coughs> on this treasure hunt to basically find out like what the treasure is at Oak Island. There's all kinds of speculation about what it could be. So they've been like going to this island and like digging holes and going to the money pit and trying to figure out like if somebody hid their treasure there, all this crazy stuff. And they always come real close. And then they hang you for the next season. Yeah. Is it like a reality show or is it not? Yeah. Well, then, of course, it's all fake. No. Yeah. Not. But there really is a lot of history at Oak Island. People have been 1795 has started. Six people have died trying to look for this treasure that's been buried 100 feet or yeah. deeper. And when you get so far, there's a booby trap that comes through from the water side of uh, what are they up in Nova Scotia. Um, it floods the channels, and there, there's tunnels under there that they've found wood. They've drilled and bored out all this different stuff, and they find little tidbits each time that represent uh, Knights of Templar were there. Uh, British coins they have found that would match up to the time era. They believe that um, the covenants down there. I never, I never even heard of Oak Island it is, until just now. It is it's a really big show. I think you can catch up on some of it on uh, the History Channel and on, online. One of my favorite episodes is when they put the dye in the money pit, mm-hmm. and then they could see it coming out of the inlets mm-hmm. when they flooded it to prove that obviously, like, there's tunnels, like, there's it was really cool. And there's people that come forward with all these maps, and these two boys, the Laginas, I know we're getting off the topic, the Laginas, they picked up this book that explained the, the, the money pit, and it was a Reader's Digest article. Yes. So they've been looking at since they were kids, since they were kids. So they they bought the island pretty much. They own it. They're they're millionaires, billionaires, whatever that the millionaires, let's call it that. They um, engineers or whatever they do. They've got their own companies. So they're sinking their money into it. But they also believe that there are some holy relics that were brought over seas from England and different places. And they've been able to prove that the Templars landed there. Yes, by some of the the rock structures, the way certain things are done that Templars would do. So that is, uh, in a nutshell, the Oak Island show, but it's also where they think that some of these treasures from that time period might be buried. Like, they purposely hit it and set booby traps as like they were going to come back to get it. But, what do you think about that? I don't know, my mind's blown. I didn't even know this place, Oak Island, existed. So there's an arrangement of boulders on the island that forms a perfect cross 250 meters long by 100 meters wide orientated so that the head points due east. It is on the north side of the island in a clearing only 50 square miles larger than the cross. The money pit is due south through a woodlet. The most compelling evidence seems to be the ingenious design of the pit, which was fitted with a water channel booby trap leading up to and out to the open water. Whatever lies there is exactly 100 feet that has been described as metal in pieces. They say the mystery will not be revealed until one more person dies in the pit. It has to be seven people. So far, six have died. Just make a sacrifice. (laughs) (laughs) Coming from our resident, Allison. (laughs) Oh, I just want to know. somebody. I just want to know. Well, season five is coming along. Yeah. Because it was a doubt that they they were going to do it again. I love all those shows, though. Snake Island. Have you seen that one? Oh, my God. It's so cool. So cool. They go around just... Poland, they're in South Africa, right? Yeah, some, some, yeah. Snake City, Snake Island. They're just, they go to houses and they just pull out like these black Snakes. mambas living under like their stove and shit up in their cupboards. <clears throat> and they live with them because they're, they're poor people down there. 
Yeah, it's a crazy show. A lot of shows that you, you should catch up on. A lot of island shows, apparently. All right, Rob, what do you got? <laughs> Roslyn Chapel, Roslyn, Scotland. This is made famous from... The Da Vinci Code. Yep. Sure, moving on. What? <laughs> what? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I didn't see that movie either. <laughs> I didn't. Just keep a... I didn't. I it was know. a good book. Is the book good better book. than the movie? Um, it was actually really similar. Like, a lot of times, they're, one's better than the other, but... Um, Tom Hanks does a really good. Uh, does he do a good job with it? Yeah, I've seen the movie, so I, I can't judge. The way that he's written in the book is very similar. So, what is the the, the Da Vinci Code or the book or the? How does this all tie in together about the the holy relics? So you've never seen either one of them? Nope. So basically, so this is going to be the Alice yeah, and Jeff Parababble show tonight. It's all about. I'm going to sit here and make a list of everything. Leonardo I'm da Vinci's tomorrow. painting of the Last Supper. And the chalice, right? And then the symbol, this what this, this chalice symbolizes in the painting, and it basically sends him on this like wild, crazy hunt trying to tie all these things together and find out where this chalice actually still is. So there's so many things in this chapel in Scotland that are like crazy and don't make sense. But like some of the things that they said is like there's roses carved into stone or something. Yeah, like different pieces, right. which is supposed to represent like Mary Magdalene. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like the sacred blood. Um, there's like, you know, meridian lines through the church. Okay, that, this is coming back because I've actually yep. seen his, um, history shows. Yep, that don't really the, make I, sense, but right. why are they there? Right. And they supposedly point to certain locations in the world where maybe, you know, the Templars took the Holy Grail or took this, you know, sacred blood or whatever it is. So there's a lot of like really interesting things. Um, and it, the, really crazy thing about this chapel is that it's got representation from all different religions in it too which is not typical so you know elements of you know like celtic tradition you know which was like pre-christian all kinds of like things that you wouldn't expect to see in a typical christian so these the templars they turn up a lot in this in history i mean do you think these guys were really a Above their, above I don't know. the curve I because they seem like they're the really smart and they really had a lot of thinking going into what they were up to. Well, especially because isn't there like a whole theory that the Templars ended up being the Freemasons? Like the Freemasons are there's the a tie into it. Of yes. the Knights Templars. Yes, because that was like the whole thing is that Da Vinci was supposedly, and that's like the fake fiction part of the story that he was a descendant of the Knights Templar. And that's why he painted the symbolism into the picture. You know, that's why he did certain things. Because supposedly the Holy Grail gets passed down and somebody is like the keeper, protector of it. And then when they get ready to pass away, they have to give it to the next person to kind of have them watch it. So so it keeps getting handed down. Yeah. Through this like super secret society that no one knows anything about. Doesn't, that, doesn't the Masons and the Templar at some point it change into like the Illuminati at some point? Doesn't, well, isn't there a changeover and there's even that like, ties in a little bit? There's even this crazy theory that Mary Magdalene was pregnant when they when the Knights Templar took her to France and she supposedly gave birth there which then her child was a direct descendant of Jesus. So yep. supposedly you can even, there's a guy and I, it was in uh, Holy Blood, Holy Grail it was a book that came out in the 70s, um, and this guy claimed that he could take his whole entire bloodline back to that, and that he was a direct descendant of Jesus. So, a lot of crazy stuff in, like, the whole Templar... Has this guy been investigated? I mean, has it 
panned out at all? Um, I don't know what exactly happened because DNA testing, obviously, like Wasn't... how do you get well? How do you get Jesus's DNA? Yeah, but he was. But this guy was. That's why they're gonna find a holy grail. Yeah, but there's a book that's really interesting. I used to have it. I don't know if I still do, but it was called Holy Blood, Holy Grail. Um, now that sounds like an interesting read. Yeah, I mean, you can still get it. It's in print. First published by? in 1982 by Jonathan Cape in London. The unofficial follow-up to the BBC TV documentary. Um, so, let's see. I'm just kind of skimming through here. Um, the authors put forward a hypothesis that the historical Jesus married Mag- married Mary Magdalene and one of their children um, had one or more children. And one of those children is the descendant which emigrated to what is now southern France. Uh, where they intermarried with other noble families that eventually became the Merovingian dynasty. So, you know, special claim to the, thr- the throne in France, secret society, the Priory of Zion, there's all this like crazy stuff in here. But um, at one point, I mean, that might even be a interesting, you know, show yeah. to talk about just because the Templars have so much history and they do come up in so much of this like holy relic kind of discussion. Sorry, Rob. Are you lost now? No, Rob was uh. he he cut us off. <laughs> I mean, mean, just because I'm not religious doesn't mean I'm not a fan of things that are religious based. You know, I mean, I love certain like um, ideology and like the whole thing with saints and stuff like that is super cool, and I really like that stuff. I guardian angels. I carry a medallion of your all around everywhere I go with me. You know, there's certain things. Probably something to do with the Templar, right? Yeah, probably. Spirit that whole, society. like, yeah, yeah, the conspiracy side of things. What do you think, Rob? I think I'm lost, and I have to make a list of every TV show and movie that I have to watch tomorrow. <laughs> so I have The Da Vinci Code, Monty Python, and The Curse of Oak Island. <laughs> You will be tied up for the next two weeks. So I'll get and back to you guys. There's after like the three, weekend. isn't there like three movies from the Da Vinci Code? Wasn't the Da Vinci Code the first one? I think so. Oh, there might have been two. Yeah. More research, Rob. I thought there was a, I know there's at least two. There might have been a third one. Da Vinci Code. That was Monty Python that we were playing clips from on the Yeah. Center. Dan Brown is the guy that wrote all the um, Da Vinci Code books. So what do you have for us, Rob? <laughs> I have... Would throw, some, throw some sweetness at us. The Hawkstone Grail. Well, we pause from our list of where the Holy Grail is. I have this other thing. There's another people, grail. People are calling the Hawkstone Grail. Well, the, the guy who owns it claims it's the real Holy Grail. Um, but it's located in Hawkstone, Hawkstone Manor in England. That's why they call it the Hawkstone Grail. Okay. So this guy named Thomas Wright, he was an author, he claimed that the Holy Grail was handed down generation to generation, like you guys said earlier, and eventually it got to him, because it was his family that it got passed down to. Um, so in the 1800s, when this guy was alive, Thomas Wright, he had no heirs, no kids, no one to pass it down to. So he hid it, and he left clues as to where he left it, in his poem called Sir Gawain and the Red Knight. So the story, if you follow the poem story thing, 
Mm-hmm. It ends at a place called the Red Castle. So let me just bring up a visual aid here, which is great for the podcast. There's three movies in the Da Vinci Code series. Oh, just so you know. It's I'm Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and Inferno. Marathon tomorrow. Yeah, so you better get on that. There's so, a marathon tomorrow. Yes, we'll be here. <laughs> so here is a picture in Thomas Wright's poem of the Red Castle. Okay. And it just looks like any castle. Yeah. So he, he drew that for his poem. Now, here is a picture of what all these crazy treasure hunters and holy grail hunters found of a real castle in England that they believe is... Oh, oh yeah. It looks That's pretty close. Yeah. And I do believe that they actually did find something there. It was like a scented Roman candle or some shit like that. Hmm. That mm. they think was scented no, candle. It wasn't a candle. It was like a Roman something or other. Let me see. What does it say here? Roman flare. Yeah, Roman candle. <laughs> no, but they found it, and they think that it was the Holy Grail. This guy claims it was anyway, and that's that's that story. I know we're rattling off places here, but what is going to give away that you've actually found the real Grail? Exactly, because nobody even knows what it really is. That's the first thing I saw in the research: is that nobody knows what it really is, what it really looks like. Is it a grail? Is it a cup? But is everyone, it a dish? The, the thing that everyone says is that once you find it, you'll know what it is. Like it's going to be something pretty spectacular. That. So, uh, yeah. 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 So. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. Like I found a whole well, thing people... about like ten different things that they think the grail could be. So, you'll know it when you find it. Oh, guess what? I oh, This is definitely, it's got to be it. I know it's it. You know, what are the signs that's going to be? Like, hey, Jeff, Allison, Rob, <laughs> this is the Holy Grail. You found it. When you pull it out of the ground, it goes, oh. Well, they say that. And the angels come down, and the light shines down from heaven. It's kind of like Pulp Fiction. They the always grill, like, keep opening the case. That yep. was the and Holy it Grail. fills with, like, a magical water that when you drink it, you'll be, like... Magically healed of every ailment. I want to point out, too, that I have seen that movie. Pulp Fiction? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, good. <laughs> Woo. You're say, one for six. I know. <laughs> they say that the Holy Grail is, it has miraculous powers that provide happiness, eternal youth, and sustenance. Substance, sustenance. An infinite abundance. So we haven't made a cup or a, a glass that can do that now? I guess not. Or a chalice, I should say. No, it's going to keep you alive by just drinking out of it. Yeah, like in the Indiana Jones. Well, Remember? Jesus died. He drank out of it. Yeah, but he died. Wah, wah. After? Do they Still say died. that it got its powers from his blood, though? When yes. they put it? Yeah, see, so it wasn't a powerful holy grail when he drank it. Yeah, it was just a cup. It was just okay. a cup. But when they got the blood? Yeah. That's what it said. Jesus is the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> Shit's real. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but. And who drank out of that? If you're thinking, that's think why you drink then. wine out of a chalice in church. Exactly. That's weird. <laughs> it's but, wine. It's not blood. And they bring out that plastic <laughs> cookie. It's cha- changed into the power of Christ. The plastic, the piece of plastic that you eat. The plastic. The wafer. Yeah. It's a wafer. Plastic. Cookie. It's not a plastic cookie. It it's melts in your cookie. mouth. I don't Not know. in your hands. <laughs> it's an M&M, though. Even though they put it in your hands for sanitary reasons, no. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Oh, they don't do that. Not anymore. Anymore. I never did that anyway. We always had the choice when we went. It's like you could either take it in your hand or you could 
just stick your tongue out? I'm pretty sure there's a couple times I licked Father's hand. <laughs> Last time. Oh, I was... oh, oh, sorry, Father. And I'm the altar boy. No, you're just supposed to put your tongue out, and they place it on your yeah. tongue. Last oh. time I saw that happen. And you were like, uh, you tried to lick <laughs> Finger it. Finger in my tongue. <laughs> Last time I saw that happen, some people were taking it, like, on the tongue. Mm-hmm. But other people were like, no. Yeah, they they, they put the option in there. Well, they changed you don't even over. Put your sanity. hands out right. Perhaps like this. <laughs> Give me some. I, no, I come for your poor and needy. You hold it because then when you take it, you put it in your mouth and then you do the sign of the cross. I don't know any of these things. See, All Jeff I know... and I are bonding over our mutual um, understanding of religious. Uh, you know, she said rituals. understanding of religion. I have a funny. Story. I said you say love of religion. I said understanding of religious rituals. I have a funny story about this <laughs> afterwards. This whole we have been thing. Are you going to tell it to us now? I, I might have to cut it out. <laughs> sure. Why? Because. Oh, Jesus. What was his name? Yeah, Jesus. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. I meant. <laughs> Who was the father? Pastor? What happened? Were you an altar boy? No, I, I never went to church. You never went to church? No, I'm going to probably have to cut this out. <laughs> okay, so. Okay. So just make sure when we cut this out, we end on a clean okay, end of a sentence. So, and pause for editing. Okay, so a couple weeks ago when I was at my grandpa's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> this in. I still, still can. <laughs> so they had the mass at the church. Right. And I, I never been to any of these church things before. So you didn't know the proper so procedure. I was sat right up front because I was a pallbearer too. And so I'm like looking around and I not know what the hell to do. Like you stand up, you sit down, you kneel. I don't know what the shit's going on. And then so <laughs> so then the priest breaks out this plastic cookie and he starts breaking it up and like like, <coughs> like you hear you hear him break, break it too. It's like, <laughs> yep, breaking the plotka, right? So, Is that what it's called? Plotka too. So then, like, people start lining up for this, and I'm like watching it, and he like he puts like the little plastic thing in it, in people's the first couple people's mouths directly, like, uh, and it goes in, and then eventually, like, I saw someone put it in their hand, and I'm like. That's not going to do it, because this guy's hand was already in that other person's mouth, so I don't give a shit. If just you take it by your hand, or if you let him put it directly in your mouth, you might as well just let him put it directly in your mouth at that point. <laughs> so then, I'm in the front, two front rows, the pallbearers, there's six of us. And so then it comes time for, for our rows to go out, and I'm like, ain't going to happen. <laughs> All of the pallbearers, except me, get out and go get one of these plastic cookies. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there like, fuck. <laughs> well, you know, you can't go get communion. I know. You never made right. your communion. Well, that's a that's a mistake that my brother made because he never made communion. <laughs> Is he burning in hell? <laughs> but he went to one of those cookies anyway. <laughs> Let me tell you the the true stories of those. A lot of people go up and take them anyway. They say you're not supposed to do it if you know you're living in sin or you haven't confessed. You shouldn't go up there and receive the body of Christ. Well, my dad never went up because he's Protestant. My mom is Catholic, so. Right. Whenever we would have to go up and do that, my dad would always sit in the pew and wait for us to come back. He never went and got communion. So I was the only pallbearer sitting there by myself. <laughs> so everybody looked at you and went, oh, he's a sinner. I was sitting there like, oh, they went, oh he's what Jewish. did I do? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I did something bad right now. But then I found out later I did the right thing. Yeah, you did the right thing. I wasn't going to go grab that nasty shit anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> and pause for editing. It's supposed to be the body of Christ. I don't care what it is. It's not sanitary. We used to eat the... It's so funny. When we were, when we were an altar boy, the, uh, the 
those little, they'd come in little circles on a square um, sheet, and you pop them out and you put them in the, the chalice, which can be considered the Holy Grail, and then they just grab it and hand it out. But the square, what was left over, the extras after you pop them out, we'd eat them in the back as altar boys, just hang out and chew on them. We were never allowed to uh, get into the wine cabinet because that was always locked. I mean, if you think about what they say, it's a little messed up. Yeah. Through him, with, with him, him, in, in him, him, in unity with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. All power is yours, almighty God, forever and ever. And then everybody's like, hallelujah, amen. It's the a little sun weird. comes shining through the stained glass windows. <laughs> so you guys can imagine how I felt. Yeah, you probably felt like you were seeing all of this for the first time. <laughs> this is real? This happens? <laughs> Anyway, people are going to be wondering what that story do was you all understand about when I why, it out. Do you understand why I say a lot of the things that I say now, though? Yeah, I, oh, I do. I was thinking that when it was happening. <laughs> I was looking there, and I was like, why is there Reference a sheep point. up there? There was like a statue of a sheep, <laughs> and there's some guy in the corner, like, throwing, like, smoke was that bombs. Joseph? Probably. Was he had, like, a, a snow bomb. Oh. the incense. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's all things we can... You know, maybe we should just do a... But it's always interesting to me to hear what somebody's impression is that didn't grow up like we did. You know, know, like we're so, it's so ingrained in us because we went to church, we made all our sacraments, we did all those things. So when you have somebody that has never sat through that at all, it's like, I just, it's so interesting to me because it's got to seem like it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) You know what we should do? You did see the Holy Grail then at your grandfather's funeral. Maybe. I don't know. (coughs) But anyway, what we should do for an episode. Is like mic me up and send <laughs> me in undercover it. and let me commentate what I'm seeing the whole time. <laughs> Why are we fucking kneeling again? I know. My knees hurt. My knees were hurting. <laughs> I was like, I know it's a cushion, but it's not helping. It. You know what I used to do, and my grandmother used to hate this, and I used to get smacked every time. The, the one time there was like a pencil in where they keep the um, the book. The Bible or whatever you're going to use for mass. Your missalette. Your missalette. And uh, there was a pencil in there, so I grabbed the. And they had the the weekly flyers that you would get, and it'd have all the advertisers that support it, so they could print like up the church's message, what's going on. It's like a little newspaper. So there was a pencil, and I'd sit there and I'd, I'd color in the letters and the advertisement while they're doing, you know, reading and stuff. My grandmother didn't think anything of it, so then the following week I brought like four or five colored pencils, I had them in my pocket, I brought those out, following week I brought markers, and I was having a ball. Church was no longer a problem for me, <laughs> till I got whacked and said, you're never going to church with me again, you're going with think your about mom. It. There was no cell phones, no iPads, no nothing. You nothing. sat there and you listened. You listened to the word. 45 minutes. Isn't it like a sin if you pull out your cell phone to church now, though? I don't know. I'm no. sure kids probably do it all the time. They do it. It's like, um, I know we're, we're moving around a little bit, but we're in the, hell, the holy realm here. Um, I was always taught when you go into a cemetery, you turn off your radio to have respect for the souls that have passed on. Yep. So to this day, when I go see my grandfather and my dad, I turn off the radio out of respect. We don't do that when wanna, we drive through Gettysburg. Don't they want to rock out, oh, though? I, okay, that's, yeah, that's... What if they want to rock out? Yeah. So it's so quiet. Put Bring them a Walkman and put it on the grave? I don't know. Something. Walkman. Walkman. <laughs> Goodness. So. Anyway. That was your experience. That was my experience that no one will ever know about. And you drink, wi- you drink wine, <clears throat> the, the, the blood no. of Christ, through the chalice. No, I didn't do any of that. 
I really think you should leave that part in. That's just mine. <laughs> it wasn't bad. You're, you weren't disrespecting your grandfather. No, it was a pretty funny story. It was. <laughs> the fact that you didn't know what the hell was going on. No, I was very confused. Yeah. Did I anyone help you, lead you through it? I was just looking around to see what everybody else was doing. Because you were sitting with the pallbearers by yourself? Yeah. And so I you weren't like, with like Jenner or your family or anyone like that, so you didn't no. kind of know. I was with my brother. Who, oh, okay. Who went to get the friggin' plastic cookie that he shouldn't have gotten, so he left me by myself. Chomp, 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 chomp. And luckily, one of my cousins told me, you didn't have to go up if you don't want to. I'm like, I don't want to. I'm not going. <laughs> but I still felt weird being the only one that didn't go. It does happen. I mean, there's times I've, you know, I've, I've made all my sacraments and stuff and like that, but I won't go up for communion. And the, you just feel that, why aren't you going up for communion? Or Christmas. Because I haven't been to church all year. Have I confessed? No. That's my religious belief? Yeah. That's how I was taught, so I don't I don't go up there. Then people look at you. But I can tell you right now that 7 out of 10 motherfuckers should not be going up in that line. Well, that's that's my main problem with religion in general. <clears throat> is that people don't really live it. They don't live what they preach. They use it as an excuse. They're like, oh, I can go here and do this on, for a couple hours on Sunday, and then I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Like, I showed the church, so I'm absolved of everything. And well, that's it. And that's a lot of what these people go, because they feel, if they don't, you know, they didn't do their part. Even if they don't do anything more than that. And that's that's where a lot of that, that's where I grew away from a little bit. Why am I going to church down there? I can pray at my house if I wanted to. Uh, do I need a message? You know, I've gotten in fights with people over that. Well, you got to go to church because you have to be within your community and you have to, you know, express your joy and the love for the Lord. Great. I can go home and pray every day. I do that now. Extend a kindness to a stranger that's showing love for the Lord. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, there's there's different ways around that. But um, I'm glad things worked out for you. <laughs> your, knees, your knees feel better? You know, my, my right knee twingy. is hurting a little bit today. All right. Well, what I want you to do is go home, grab the rosary. And just for future reference... If you ever have to go to a church ceremony again, usually the priest will give a, a cue of this when it's time to stand up. All rise. Of this when it's time to sit I'll down. Sit. Oh, I was just fascinated with all Even the Even if they court. don't say it. So basically he's like a little kid in a candy store. You know what the hell is <laughs> I going was, on. I was looking around and this, the most fascinating <laughs> thing that I pinpointed on was like on the altar thing on the middle up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was like a um, an engraving of like this big lamb just chilling there. I didn't get it. A lot of times churches will put their own little, like, relic. They'll take maybe something from the Bible, and they'll take a scripture, or they'll take a statue, or what well, they believe in. Jesus was a shepherd. Right. Like, so, literally? Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to have to bust out this? No. No, no, no. I don't think my, Monty Python will <laughs> explain that one away. But anyway, we got to get back to this grail thing, because we're all over the map. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we do. We're, sta- we're staying within the religious context. But so, I just find it interesting that, you know, what you had... The experiences that you had yeah it's a lot to take in did you do the whole peace be with you you shake hands yeah you i was like that? i was like what peace be with you yeah i know also I, that's with you. that was what the reaction up, was our heads up to the lord yeah and then you like shake people's hands around yeah. you peace mm-hmm. be with you i didn't know what was going peace on be with you. that's basically yeah. just a, a snowball spider web effect to the community it's a little weird though when you have to turn around to like the people behind you that you've never yeah. met before yeah because where i was sitting i was there was no one next to me. My brother was on the other side. He was as clueless as I was. And then there's some people behind me that... You need the lower. Knew what was going on. 
I just, I tried to, like... And they did the whole, Lord, hear our prayer. So, like, he'll, he'll say something, and be like, to the people, and then the whole congregation goes, Yeah, and then they were, like, chanting along. They yeah. were, like, chanting. It was like a cult. <laughs> so crazy to me. To I thought they were this. gonna... I was waiting for them to bust out, like, little cups of Kool-Aid, and they're like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, that... It's so crazy. That was a funeral mass. Now, if you go to a regular mass... You know, that, them suckers can go about 50, 55 minutes. But if you really want to get, like, accurate and pinpoint it, there are churches out there that do that that stuff in, like, 25 minutes. Boom. They read the scripture. They give you the body of Christ, the blood of Christ. Have a good day. See you next week. Throw a little cash in the tin. You know what's really crazy? Is Ash Wednesday. Oh, I know. At my last job, when everyone was, like, super religious. They come out with the black smudges across their foreheads, and they walk I, around like that all day? I know. I, I remember, like, my last job, when everyone was super religious, like, <laughs> some of these old ladies, I would walk in to work, and there would be, like, this big black spot on her on her head, and I was like, oh, my God, what the hell happened to her? And I Does she know? know? Do you go up to her and wipe it off her I head? I saw, like, three other ones, and I was like, something's going on here, and it's probably cult-like activity going on. And sure enough, it was Ash Wednesday. <laughs> They found the Holy Grail, and that's their sign. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Where is the Holy Grail again? Which, which were we on number seven? I think we're on, yeah. Gla- Glassbury. Ten-hour episode. So Glassbury is pretty much where they think King Arthur is buried, and they think the Holy Grail is there, too. Along with? Guinevere? Yes. And in between the two burial sites, they think the Holy Grail is in there somewhere. And there's a picture of it. Guinevere. It's going up to the top of this hillside. The Lady Guinevere. Why haven't they did some like land mining and stripping this land down to see if it's there? Ground penetrating radar, right? Yeah, why not? You're going to find stuff. Metal detector, I'm assuming the grill is going to be made of metal. It might be hard, though, because that might be like a super sacred place, you know? You can't just go like with your metal detector like you're on vacation. (laughs) Treading over like kings. But everybody else can go looking for it, right? They're a little sensitive about that kind of stuff. Over in uh, Glastonbury. Yeah. Well, it could be buried. Again, we're just giving you some places here, and I think, you know, we're just ad-libbing as we go along to see what's happening, so this might end up working nicely. Yeah, I mean, the Holy Grail's kind of tied to religious stuff, so we haven't strayed too far. Do you think it's in uh, Jerusalem? At the Dome? Yeah. Dome of the Rock. I remember the Dome being a bar. Had some really good nights there. <laughs> I drank a lot of the the holy the holy juice. It seems like somewhere where there'd be like a, a, a WWF wrestling event going on. <laughs> the Dome of the Rock. So this place. Um, this is like the mecca of religious places. Yeah. <clears throat> because it's got so much religious significance to different religions, which like never happens. What? <laughs> Legend states that since the Holy Grail was not the Holy Chalice, which is correct, it was buried with Jesus somewhere near his crucifixion site. The site is believed by some to have been a fissure between two rocks, which one of them was already eroded away. The other one is still there and can be visited at the top of a hill, which is known as Dome of the Rock. And... Um, people from all over heading up to this place um all <clears throat> it is it is sacred to all three monolithic religions judaism uh holds that abram abraham almost slew isaac on this rock 
Christianity holds that Jesus Jesus's cross was planted between this rock and another. Islam holds the theory that the Muhammad sprang to heaven on a horseback from his rock. Sounds about right. Oh, yeah. You said rock, right? Rock. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sounded like you said something else. Oh no! I heaven wouldn't. on a horse from his. <laughs> and I was like, wow. How does that? No, that's just very confusing. But just sprang. <laughs> I was reading the head, and in my head I went, what, he sprang from a rock to the... But anyway, so, (laughs) those are the three beliefs of this place. Um, The Dome of the Rock. The Holy Grail is properly the cup, bowl, or plate that happened to be near the cross and catch the blood of Jesus as he died. The Rock's going to run for president. He is. So's um. I saw WrestleMania Zucker- the Dome of the Rock. Zuckerberg's running too. If he's thinking about it. <laughs> okay, so the they catch the blood of Jesus the as he died. Grail. It was then buried by him, but one of his disciples, or by his mother, or Josephine, Joseph of Armithia, in his tomb. The location of the tomb is not known, but it's described in the Bible as nearby, which likely means somewhere or around the hill. So this, like you said earlier, Allison, this hill holds a lot of significance for different religious groups, yep. ideas, theories. And if you look at the picture, it's pretty much domed in and it's a pile of dirt. And yeah. a big rock. And a big rock. So if you guys are out there, you know, rock. you go check it out. That's one of the, the, that seems to be like, out of all these places that we, we've researched, this seems like it might hold a lot of water, in a sense. Yep, it could. It could, if you believe in that stuff, right? Right. What else we got cooking here? There's smell with the rocks cooking. <laughs> 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 you smell what the rock is cooking. Um. So the. Calidre de yeah, San Lorenzo. I didn't like this one. Genoa, Italy. Is that with a slummy, right? Yeah. Um, so the ground may not be lost, but found and on display to the public for free at this cathedral of St. Lawrence. Um, this relic is a bowl made of green, green glass, which was thought to be emerald until it was broken in the time of Napoleon. Freaking Napoleon. No one knows where it came from. But William of Tyre in 1170 writes that it first turned up in a mosque in Israel in 1101. It has not been carbon dated. Why not? I don't know. Why not? Again, like, I think there's a lot of red tape involved in going through and, like, you, you ever see the show when they took the Shroud of Tyran? Yep. And they wanted to go and, like, do all the testing on it and how mm-hmm. many years it took to get, it was, like, ten years they waited to get the approval to take off, like, a snippet that was, like, so ridiculously minute. Yeah, but if you find a caveman 10,000 years ago buried in an iceberg, you're all tearing that sucker apart and finding oh, out. I love that show. Did you see that show? Um, I read some Lucy? of it. Lucy? Yeah. Lucy? Yeah. I've, I've... Oh, so cool. You Have you seen that? What? It was Lucy. a PBS special about Usi, the man that the man they found in the glacier. Add it to the list. Oh, it was Let's really pause. cool. He has tattoos. He has like 27 tattoos on his body. He's called Usi. U-S-I. Usi. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Um, Another contender is on display at the Cathedral of St. Mary. Um, It's been considered, and is considered the most likely. Skeptics claim that if the grail even exists, the Valencia chalice is the best bet. It was carbon dated in 1960 to a date of somewhere between 300 B.C. and 100 A.D. 
manufactured in the Middle East, so it is possible. Even if it isn't the grail, its age makes it extremely valuable. It is made of dark red agate and set in gold stem with another upturned bowl of chondrosy at the base, and it's the official chalice of the Roman Catholic Church. Okay, so that can get carbon dated. Yep. But the other one couldn't. Nope. But, so what is that telling me? Well, because it's... Spain it belongs, and Italy? It belongs to the Roman Catholic Church, so they probably had a vested interest in proving that it could potentially be the grail, which is why they probably let people do it. So they're trying to collaborate their stories. Yes. Lies, stories. Yes. Like, we have it and we can prove it. If it, if it came back and carbon dated it not to be in the time frame, you probably wouldn't even know they did it. You know the Vatican would just, like, pull the rug up and sweep that shit underneath there, like, we never tested anything! It's the right one, though. Mm. They would have. They would have been, like, big some conspiracy theory about it. What about the sewers? Want to go to the sewers? No. Okay. We have to go to the... Santa Maria de Santa Maria de Calatama, Spain. <laughs> good effort. That was a good effort. You say it fast and with confidence. <laughs> so, go ahead. It's the Catalina, Catalina wine mixer. <clears throat> so, right? Yes. Am I on that? Okay. Wine yeah. out of the Holy Grail. What are we doing, Rob? Well, you're drinking wine out of the Holy Grail. No, it's quote a movie. Um, Step Brothers, you've seen Step Brothers, right? No. Or, is it Step Brothers? Yes. No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Never seen it. That's how he has, to, he has to grow up, so he has to host the Catalina wine mixer. Yep. This is Catalonia, right? So, yeah, this is one of a German grill legend, and they think that St. Jerome, who features Saint prominently Jerome, in several <laughs> grill legends, um, they think he may have traveled to the area in the late 300s, and he hid the grill there. This castle is where the Fisher King lived and where Sir Galahad was born. That's pretty uh, pretty significant. That'd be my number two out of these that might be really in the hunt, so to speak. Then again, you know, I like going up that mountain and seeing what's in between the two caskets because I'm just that creep. But, uh, yeah. All right, then there's, well... <laughs> Where do you want to go? You know, where uh, King Arthur and uh, Gwyneth and Oh, I was so confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, going up the place. mountain in between the two caskets. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, isn't that uh, Glastonbury Tour? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. 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 It's where I'd like to <laughs> I'm go. I'm sorry. I would go there with my little cool, like, uh, you know, metal detector. There <laughs> shouldn't be any nails, right? I just saw you, work. like, standing with, like, some yeah. shorts and, like, a Bermuda yeah. shirt uh-huh. and a hip pouch. <laughs> I have a hip pouch for it because I gotta carry my shit somewhere. I know, and I can just imagine you, like, you know, tied on, you got your sunglasses <laughs> on, you're like, found the grail, clear. I'd be like Clark Griswold. Oh, <laughs> That's what I would be like. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Alright, so our number two spot that we would love to visit is uh, <laughs> Jerusalem Sewer. Yeah. Um,. Who doesn't want to visit there? Well, I don't know. It's number two. But it, uh, it's number it's kind of like the same legend. <laughs> number two. <laughs> it's kind of the same. It's, it's not the same legend as number six, which was what? What was the number six I legend? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Um, hold on. I am going to refer back to my notes. That is the Dome of the Rock. Okay. Oh. Not the same legend as that of number six. This legend states that the... You got it. Knights of Templar 
of the first crusade never found either the grail or the Ark of Covenant because the sewer system provided the finest hiding places on earth at the time. Jerusalem has been attacked many times and the Jews living at the time of the Ark's disappearance from the Bible are sure to have lowered it into the sewers to protect it from... Yeah, Yeah, go for that. Not in Bezanary. Where is it? I'm going to try and read that. <laughs> Neb... Bunch and Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> the Nebuchadnezzar? In 1586. So basically... No, five, 586. They just dropped it. Yeah, that too. They just dropped it into the sewer because okay. no one's going down in that mess. It is. It's the Nebuchadnezzar. The Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. That sounds like something from Harry Potter. No, it's from the Matrix. Oh. You remember all the ships in the Matrix are named after things in the Bible? And Did not catch she, that. Yeah, she pilots the Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, I've seen that movie. You've seen this movie. I have seen that movie. <laughs> I've seen that movie, but did not know that. Yes. So I must have to go back. Well, anyway, so the disciples may have known that the location of the Ark and <clears throat> the hidden grail with it deep in the sewers, since the Ark had escaped notice for almost 600 years by then. Digging, digging of course, is expressly forbidden, except for those professional archaeologists intent on uncovering sites of iniquities and all that crap. Um, so they could be sitting down there in a sewer. But think about that. That thing's got to be pretty messed up. Bowl, plate. You know, what is it? It made out of metal? Wood back in that time? We don't know. I'm going to tell you a bunch of things that it could be made out of, but we have to get to this last one before we wrap up where we think it could be. And... After I did this research, I don't know about you guys, but I thought this one was the stupidest, and I couldn't believe that this was number one. I thought it was the most interesting. Really? Of course you did. No, it started leading me down. the only one you knew. It started leading me down another rabbit hole of what, what could be in there. So, where is it? Fort Knox. Ah, of course. So, something of, like, really cool value might have landed in our backyard? Well, yeah. That's cool. No, the thing I find most interesting about this is it says, you know, it kind of goes into detail about some of the security at Fort Knox, mm-hmm. and it says that um, some of the security measures are a mystery, but it's known that no one, not even the president, is allowed on the property. Just U.S. Mint police that are stationed inside. So it's another black operation. This stuff is well hidden. You know, so you got to wonder what's in there. Oh, we do. We know what's in there. That their main vault door is 22 tons of steel. And can withstand a direct hit from a two kiloton nuclear warhead. That is badass. I don't even know how you build something like that. How do you test that? Where I'm sure you, we have somewhere. Where do you get a kiloton <laughs> nuclear weapon to test that? <coughs> Area 51. Yep. <laughs> it's got a copy of the Magna Carta. The Hungarian crown jewels. Can we just talk about why we have the Hungarian crown jewels? Or the crown of St. Stephen? Why not? Oh, it wasn't a question? Why do we have that stuff? Don't don't you think Hungary wants their crown jewels back? Could it have been given to us as a gift? They probably don't know that we have them. We have the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and various other historical documents from all over the world. Well, it says this this depository. Depository. (laughs) Depository. I didn't say it. It was close. (laughs) The Polish S got in the way. I'm not helping you with that one. Um, (laughs) You do that yourself. has (laughs) Has housed a copy of. So that means it might not still be there. <laughs> well, no, if it is, it got stuck up somewhere. <laughs> so this stuff could have been moved. There could be new stuff in there. There could be new stuff up in there. It could be jam-packed. 
Um, there's legends that state that there's a special room somewhere in the vault that does not house gold or artifacts such as cited above. It's just jam-packed full of shit. But houses instead, houses go. instead, the Holy Grail, the Ark of the Covenant, complete with a do not touch sign. <laughs> Um, they also believe that the cross that Jesus died on is in there with the blood stains and all. Wow. <clears throat> That's serious. But here's the thing. There's been a lot of history shows on, on Fort Knox. Mm-hmm. And there is a really good percentage of people that say that that place is probably empty. But we don't want to give up the secret that, you know, this is they want people to think there is stuff in there when there isn't. Hmm. So we can move it off site. You know, because like it said, in that other sentence or two, it said that, you know, the Magna Carta and all that stuff has been known to be housed in there. So it means it's moved in there, out of there. It's just not like its final resting place. So we don't really truly know about Fort Knox other than you can't get in there. It would make sense if it's empty if they, they use their suppository. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, all will be cleared out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're going to say something about what we think this could be made yeah, of? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that have already been found throughout the course of history that people believe could potentially be the Grail. So this first one is called the James Orissary. Um, and basically this is a box that was discovered in Israel. And it was customary in the time of, you know, when all of this stuff would have happened that they didn't put people in coffins, but sometimes they put their bones in these boxes. And they would inscribe on the side of the box, you right. know, who they thought was in there. Well, this box is called the James box, pretty much, because on the side of it, um, it says, James, son of Joseph, brother of Jesus. So, there's the idea that the bones in that box... But... Are a direct descendant of Jesus. People in Mexico and people in Spain name their kids Jesus, Jesus. But this was James, son of Joseph. So Joseph. So could it just be Mary and Joseph had right. a baby? <clears throat> He's the brother of Jesus. So, so where is this box? It's um actually in Israel still under lock and key, not for the public to be viewing. So. Whether or not we uh, will ever really know, no one, no one seems to know. But they think that it could potentially hold the bones, and could then be considered the Holy Grail. So why don't we test this stuff? Why don't, don't these, why don't these people as humans test this? I, this this blind faith. I'll call it blind faith because now we're back to the religion thing. Right. This blind faith is I've got it because it says right here. Oh Jesus! You don't know what they were doing back then. So why aren't we testing this stuff? Why, are, why aren't these people in other countries, if they believe they have something, you uh-huh. know, testing it and just lie? It would be easier to test it, lie, say not one that, and hold on to that shit for dear life if they believed in it. Yeah. Because you know, it's going to say, oh, this is it, this is it, this is it. You know, people are going to try rob, stealing, whatever, whatever's going to go on with it. Just lie, but know that you have the real thing. That yeah. totally just. Defeated my whole point of why people aren't testing it and letting us know. But still, you just watch yourself right out of that. Yeah, but <laughs> but I would want to know, and I'm sure somebody's 
may be testing this these artifacts that are showing up. Yeah. Because it's not like, you know, they don't, they're not aware of what was going on or of the historical um, point of view behind all this and what we could find and sell and, you know, move on the black market. Yeah. Why not? We should become relic hunters. Screw the ghost hunting. Let's go become relic hunters. That sounds cool. Another, um, another possibility is the Lycoris cup. So, and there's an actual kind of cool picture of this. So, this is not associated with Jesus in any way. However, it does something quite amazing. So, this Roman glass chalice, which depicts a scene involving Ken, King Laragoras of Thrace, appears to be green when lit from the front and red when lit from behind. So well, That's kind of cool. It's like that dress. <laughs> the one that broke the internet? Yeah. Um, even more incredible is that, um, it seems to, that there's a certain kind of technology that they use to make this that really shouldn't have existed at the time. So probably. So the problem with calling this the cup of the Holy Grail is that it's only 1600 years old. However, archaeologists have been known to get things wrong. Therefore, this cup with its magical properties years ahead of its time could in fact be the Holy Grail or at least the source of its own legend. Because when you do see it. And it's in a museum somewhere. Um, it's on display for the public. You can actually go and look at it. And it really does look like a minty green. And then when you put some kind of a light behind it, it turns red. The glass turns red. It's pretty cool. Um, another example is the Sea of Galilee boat. So given the many allusions um, in the Bible to fishing, the Holy Grail could be a fishing boat. Something that was apparently very important to Jesus and his followers. Um, this particular boat found in the mud in the Sea of Galilee during a drought has been dated to almost exactly 2,000 years old. Um, it kind of just talks a little bit about what the connection for where it was found with Jesus, and it's kind of a stretch in my opinion, but nevertheless, it's still kind of cool to find a 2,000-year-old boat, and there's a super cool picture of it if anyone wants to see it. Now, this one was kind of interesting. <clears throat> so... Joyous is how I'm going to say that it's pronounced, but I don't really know. It's J-O-Y-E-U-S-E. Joyous. Yeah. Um, So this is the name of a sword that belonged to Charlemagne in the Dark Ages. It's a hugely important figure in European history. He united much of the Western Europe into a Christian kingdom and was crowned Holy Roman Emperor by the Pope. The age of this weapon is disputed, with different historians claiming that it was made anywhere from the 8th to the 13th century. However, a legend elevates the sword to an item of biblical interest. Allegedly, a part of the lance of Longius, Longius, which was the spear used to pierce Jesus' side, um, is forged into the hilt of the sword. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Although it's an unstantiated claim, the certainty about the age of the sword and materials used to make it, as well as the fact that Charlemagne was the first Christian king of Europe since the fall of the Roman Emperor, does suggest a possible link. Admittedly, the sword might not be the Holy Grail, but it could be as close as we can get. So that's kind of cool. Definitely. And the sword is pretty neat if you guys want to take a look at that. Um, That is kind of cool. Another example of it... Being the Holy Grail would be the Shroud of, Tyr- of 
turn. Mm-hmm. So we kind of already talked a little bit about this. So this is that piece that they think went over Jesus' face when they took him down from the crucifixion. It has the imprint of his face in his the blood. The blood and sweat. Yep. So new studies claim that the blood stains on the, tor- the Shroud of Torin match almost perfectly the markings of the Shroud. Apparently both pieces of the fabric bear the same red blood type, and this matches closer than those required in most judicial systems around the world. So if this really is stained by the blood of Jesus, then it could certainly be regarded as the Holy Grail. Right? I mean, it would have been, like, so super important. Um, Glastonbury in the UK is the site of several locations with close mythological ties to the Bible and the Holy Grail. Um, You can find the Chalice Well there, which is a spring said to originate where Joseph of Armethia buried the grail. Supposedly the well's water runs red because of the blood of Jesus and taste of iron because of the nails used to crucify him. So they think that uh, it could possibly be down there somewhere in this well. That's a lot of stories. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of different places to go. I mean, think about all these theories and how all these stories get handed down. And where some of the resting places are. They're all over the world. I know. All, and how did these stories get out there? How did they get twisted up to say, no, 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 it's pretty much, we know the location, but how did you get to that location? I can understand how do you get to that location being like different all the time. Yep. But as long as you got to that one place, that, but what makes the stories off is it's not one place. They got them all over the world stating, you know. From some random barber shop all the way to... You're right. England, Italy. In some wells. So they've also got this chalice called the Sacro Cantino, which is also known as the Genoa Chalice. Cantino. Um, This ancient artifact is not quite a cup and is usually referred to as the holy dish. Um, It's a hexagonal relic traditionally said to have been carved from a gigantic emerald, although more modern uh, sources say that it's probably green Egyptian glass. This was confirmed when the dish was dropped and partially broken by, we've talked about this before as Napoleon, but this says that it was Napoleon's troops that did it. Um, the origins of this thing is not clear. Um, all anyone knows is that it's incredibly old and that it was found during the First Crusade, as recorded by William of Tyre, having become a popular contender for the Holy Grail in the 13th century, the Sacro Cantino could be just that. So, hmm. that's kind of interesting. Right. Let me ask you something. Yes. And you too, Rob, even though, I mean, it was, it's just a general question. If you had the, the, the means and the funds and the time, where would you go to look for the Holy Grail? I would go to the, the church in Scotland. The one with the rock? Mm-hmm. The no, the one, with the, um, the one that was in the Da Vinci Code. See, I think I would go to that dome, the rock. I would go to the dome with the rock. Maybe the sewers, but I don't want to go in the sewers, so I'm going to go with the dome with the rock. I was curious. You know, that second place would probably, that, <clears throat> that seems like the, the, that's been investigated a lot. Well, all of this has probably been investigated a lot, or at least dug up, or. Right. But I think that would probably fascinate me. A lot to go and just plot around if I had, you know, 
the clearance. Well, Fort Knox would be the most fascinating for me, but I don't think they would let me in there, even if I was rich. Well, you just go up there with your new IT pass and say, hey, I'm IT. Yeah, I could. Uh, can you let me in? But you can't even get close to that place, road-wise, they said. Yeah, like 300 yards is yeah. the closest anyone can get. Yeah. Um, we're all breaking up Allison's story. No, nope, it's cool. Uh, we're almost done. So another um, example of the grail could be the seamless robe. Have you ever heard of this? I thought this was kind of interesting. So this was a robe supposedly worn by Jesus during his crucifixion. Um, Tyr Cathedral appears to have the best case to say that they have this. It was supposedly brought to Tyr by St. Helena, who was the mother of Constantine the Great. Um, after returning from Jerusalem, the seamless robe has attracted millions of pilgrims over the years. Yet nobody actually knows the age of this robe because it was dipped in a rubber preservative at some point, making carbon dating impossible. If this is indeed a true seamless robe worn by Jesus during the crucifixion that bears his blood, it could surely be considered the Holy Grail. So we have a rubberized outfit <laughs> that they can't cut open and take any of the fibers out of to carbon date. Yeah, this is a picture of it if you want to see it. It's like people coming and like praising the robe. Um, then there's another cup, the uh, Nanateus cup, which resides in Wales. It's basically um, a fragment of wood that was formerly a bowl. It's reported to have mystical powers of healing, people drinking from it, even trying to eat the relic itself to absorb its magic. Supposedly similar to drinking vessels used in Palestine at the time of Jesus, this cup has been stolen many times and had been missing for a whole year until mid-2015. Um, while believed to originate from the 14th century, this tiny fragment of history and only about 10 centimeters tall, seems to be the sort of object that could have survived the past 2,000 years, remaining only as a battered piece of wood. Given its highly regarded powers, so highly regarded that it was actually on loan to a sick lady in a hospital when it was stolen, the cup could possibly be the Holy Grail. So, there's a little picture of it. What's left of it. When I read that, it reminded me of the stump at the Dale. How people, when they found it, had healing powers, supposedly, were going there and, like, chiseling off pieces of it. There are just, Monsters. There are so many roads to take on this. I know. But we're at the last possibility. So this is the Iron Crown of Lombardy. Though rather small compared to some other headpieces around the world, the Iron Crown remained a hugely important symbol of Christianity through the Dark and Middle Ages. The iron in its name comes from a strip of iron which runs across the inside of the crown, supposedly forged from one of the nails used to crucify Jesus. Like the seamless robe, the nail is alleged to have been retrieved by St. Helena, who then passed it on to Constantine, the first Christian Roman emperor. An impressive number of names are said to have been coronated in this crown, including Charlemagne, Frederick Barbarossa, and Napoleon Bonaparte. There are references to the crown as early as uh, 781 AD, although it is unclear when the iron strip was added to the gold, but with such a central role in the history of European Christianity and a nail claimed to have been used by Jesus himself, the iron crown uh, could certainly be the Holy Grail. I mean, so there we, you have it. We could take each one of these topics that we just, or the areas, and delve uh, on own, our own show, like for one whole topic. Yeah, I know. Because there's so much what do you believe? What don't you believe? You know, and, and the, at the time, did they know how important 
Jesus would be in in this whole life story? I don't think. You know? so. I mean, I don't think so. You know. I mean, if you pass the story down the line, it's going to grow bigger somehow. But the was Bible, he? The Bible wasn't even written until after he had already died. Right. So how did he? I mean, it's just it's a fascinating subject. He was much more popular in death than he was in life. But isn't that true for most things? Mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe was the same way. Yep. <laughs> yes, wow. I just compared Jesus to Edgar Allan Poe. Yep. <laughs> Poe's pretty that? amazing, though. True, but does he have the same amount of followers? Um... Twitter followers. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess the bottom line is, is that no one knows anything. Nope. No one knows where it is. Ultimately, no one knows what it is. people think... Or claim that they have something or a piece of that history, but I'm, I'm really hoping they it find it. Oak something, I, yeah. Oak Island is. I guess I gotta watch it. It's gonna take a lot of watching. I feel like we always tell you to watch things and then you don't. I made a list this time though, so I have to report back. I will watch. I will watch at least one of these tomorrow. You still have to watch Supernatural. Yeah, you I got twelve well, seasons to catch up on. I got now. a job now. So. Well, it was easier when I was home watching it three times a day. So now I kind of drifted away a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I will say that I have taken Ghost Adventures off DVR. Wow. I don't even know what to say to that. Rob's speechless. I don't know. I want to go to the Dome with the Rock to see WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, goodness. Rob, where can where can they reach us in the rock? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Parababble or email us your hate mail at parababblepodcast at gmail.com. And if you're gonna call uh, email or send us stuff about how we just totally shredded the religion, we'll read it for you. We'll listen. Yeah. Right, Allison? Yeah, of course. We read everything we get. Doesn't matter. Nope. Good, bad, and different. It has the same effect at the end of the day as anything else. The Rock says. He found the grail. I think Parababble says. The Rock says, listen to Parababble. <laughs> there it is. Know your role, people. Thanks for listening to Parababble. See you next time.